Welcome back to When the Right One Comes podcast with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. When the Right One Comes, helping you navigate through the dating and relationship space. We are thrilled that you join us and we hope that you download this episode so you can listen to it again and again. Today's topic, my ex is getting married and I'm invited. Should I go? Let's tune into the conversation. I'm not going to give commentary. We have guests. Uh, Her name is Allison Thomas. Uh, She's an entrepreneur. She's a believer. Uh, I'm not going to say that. No, I'm not going to say that part because it'll come out in the story. But I want her to come and thank you for your um, share today in advance. But I think that this would open the room better than me and Anisha could give any kind of, you know, uh, scenario. So, Allison, welcome. And if you could just share a little bit, uh, well, share share your story. Hi, family. You're my, you all are my family. You just don't know it, but I, I tune in often. Um, and so thank you for having me, Bishop. Can you all hear me well before I start? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I saw the topic, my ex is getting married and I'm invited. Should I go? Um, and immediately messaged Bishop as he said, because my ex-husband got married last weekend and I was invited. Um, we were married for 13 years and um, he got married last weekend to um, to the mistress in our marriage. Um, but yet I was still invited. Um, my ex-husband called me one day to let me know that he was getting married, extended an invitation. And because he's a pastor, he said if I come that he would also perform my wedding if I ever got married in the future. Um, The woman that he married was a friend of mine and was also a member at the church he pastored. Um, And that's probably the easiest part. The hardest part was when he asked me to come to the wedding, not only to come, but because my three children were in the wedding and they were having a hard time with the transition, um, with the marriage, with their relationship. And he also thought that it would be great support for my children. And so my first response was, hell no, I'm not going. Um, my, then I had to step back and think, do my children actually need me present? Um, but I'll table that part. But I, my immediate answer was no, because I did not think it was fair to her. She did not extend the invitation to me. He extended the invitation to me. And I did not think it was fair to her. No matter what she did in our marriage, no matter how wrong she was in our friendship, it was not fair to me to show up at her wedding. And because I also felt like I would steal the show. Um, The church members nor his family were in support of their marriage. So for me to show up on their wedding day would would be a, a major distraction. Um, So going back to my children, after having a conversation with my mother, I decided that even to support them that day, I'd rather they not even go before I showed up at the wedding to support them. And so I did all that I could to be the mental support and encouragement for them for this wedding. Um, And even up until the day before, I took my daughters to get their hair done um, at the beauty shop with the bridal party. And I still have not in four years seen the woman who he is marrying. I have not seen her in person um, because it was just it's 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 bittersweet. It's painful, um, but I'm also over it. 
But to show up at the beauty shop to get my daughter's hair done was probably the most painful part in this for me. I did not know if I was going to see her. Thankfully, she was not there, but her mother was there. And so I walk to the beauty shop and I see her mother. I immediately stop and I turn around because it just, it stabbed me in the heart because her mother was also a friend and like a grandmother figure to me. And in that moment, I did not know if I should choose hate or love because I loved her at one point in my life. But in that moment, I also felt hate, but she didn't do anything to me. It was, it was her daughter. Um, and so I walk, I walk away and my 13 year old daughter comes to get my hand and she says, mama, you can do this. And she walks me back to the beauty salon door. And I walk in with the entire bridal party sitting there getting their hair done. I'm not knowing who is who, but I end up learning that they were all friends of the bride. Um, and that was very painful for me, but also a, a, a growing moment. Um, so back to the wedding. So my children are staying with me. Um, I don't live in, the, in their area, so I'm staying, we're staying in a hotel. The morning of, my son gets in the shower and he sings the song, as soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story ends, that's when God, I forgot the lyrics, but he's nine years old and he started singing that. And that was the promise to God that no matter what is going on in, in their life and their scenario, that I have to continue to choose love and so sow seeds of love and of kindness and of faith and knowing that my time will come. Um, I don't wish any ill will on them. I even after that moment in, in prayer, I text the, the bride, my ex-husband's now wife, and I told her that I pray that this day brings you nothing but joy and peace, and it's everything that you desired it to be. Because in that moment, I had to choose love. I did not go to the wedding, but I then had to pick up my children from the wedding reception. And every step of the way, God held my hand, but I could not show up at the wedding um, because I did not want to, number one, I didn't want to go, period, but it would not have been fair to her. So that's the, that's the bulk of my story. Thank you. Can I ask you a question? And thank you again. Um, well, you, you said he's a pastor, so you were the first lady at the church? Yes, sir. And she was a part of the church? Yes, sir. She was a part of the church. She was actually there before we even joined. He pastored the church for eight years before we divorced. And she was a member. Her family was a member. We served on ministries together. She's been in, she was in my home for parties, birthdays. We served in children's ministry together. So the, the, the caveat is, out of all the women that he's dated post-marriage, even with the pain that she caused, I would still choose her for my husband. Because as hard as it was to accept their relationship, I know her. I know the, her character. I know her family. I know that she will raise, be a part of my daughter's lives in the way, in the matter in which I, I am. And so it's bittersweet. I have a love-hate relationship with her, but I would choose her for my husband. even. To oh, wow. Wow. Well, first of all, you're very strong, and I appreciate you uh, for, for even uh, consenting to come up and share your story. And again, I thought, I thought this would be a great way to have something that's fresh. So, uh, let's start by saying you all, if you all have questions for her and then we can come in. Of course, this is a, a safe place. There's no judgment, uh, for anybody's decision. So we want to keep it that way. Anybody has questions? I just wanted to tell you how proud I am of you, um, doing what you did. It shows such high integrity. It took so much courage for you to do that. 
And I was sitting over here singing that. It's funny you mentioned that song. It's by Dwayne. I remember meeting him um, personally in, in his story when he started talking. That story, that song is, yeah, the story behind that song is really deep. And I just, I love how God smiled on you even during that time. So I just pray in crazy, amazing things over your life. And may God will bless you again. This is coffee. I just wanted to say. Thank you. I appreciate that. Bishop, can I add one more portion of the story? Um, last year during the pandemic, I shared my story um, with a lady named Dr. Holly, Holly Carter. And she at the time, well, I think she still does, but does a show called Chatter on Fox Soul. And I shared her my story. This was before they even got engaged. But I shared how I ministered to the mistress and they coined the title of the show ministering to the mistress because even after their infidelity i still had to operate and function in love because it's just not who i am and so i ministered to her letting her know that because she's going on 40 had never been married no children so she in that moment she was desperate and i had to detach from the pain to see the woman in her because i've been in her shoes at the same time just in a different scenario and so i ministered to her letting her know that it was okay to to not be the side chick, to not have to be so desperate for a man that you will destroy a family, destroy a marriage to be a part of something. And so, but I did not know then that God was preparing and mending my heart because now I have a lifetime with her. I thought that that was the end. I'm, I'm going to minister to you. Wish you well wishes. I'm closing this chapter. Little did I know they then got engaged. Little did I know that then they get married and she has to be not only in my life, but in my children's life, in my daughter's life and be an example. And had I chose hate in that moment, I would have been a total wreck right now. I'd be somewhere sitting in the corner rocking and knocking my head up against the wall. But I chose love then and it prepared me and my heart for this day. I love it. I so love it. Uh oh, is it, is it, am I, I was, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I was talking, but I had an unmuted. Um, uh, thank you so much, uh, for sharing. I'm getting back chat stuff and people are saying you're amazing. And once somebody knows you and says that you're an amazing person, I appreciate it. Anybody else have comments or questions you want to ask Allison? Shares. Yeah, I'll just, if you don't mind, Bishop, thank you so much. Really quick, I'll be brief. Allison. Shara, you talking? Can y'all hear Shara? Can you guys hear me? I'm so sorry. Is that better now? Okay. Um, yes, thank you, Bishop, for allowing me to share. Um, Allison, first of all, I want to applaud you for not only your strength, but be, your willingness in order to walk in the um, the Christ-like love. I'm not sure I would necessarily be strong enough to be able to do that, but you know, God knows what to give us and what to trust us with. So he trusted you with that trouble and you handle it well. So I applaud you. And also you're just such a beautiful, beautiful lady inside and out. I know that we converse on um, Instagram and, and communicate in the social media space. So I'm just, I'm very proud of you all together. I wanted to see, um, I know that your children <clears throat> were amenable 
to the actual, it appears that they were amenable or agreeable with the actual marriage and engagement of their father and so on and so forth. But can you kind of delve into it a little bit deeper, if you don't mind, without breaking any anonymity or, you know, privacy or feeling uncomfortable? But can you delve into the conversation that you had to have or or, or didn't have to have with your children when with some of the things, wrote, you know, um, uh, came to the surface as to how the engagement or the interaction happened between their father and the mistress? Did any of that ever come up? And if so, how did you approach that? Were you honest? Were you transparent? Or did you safeguard their hearts and their minds from that um, detail because you thought it was unnecessary? Can you kind of um, review that with us, if you don't mind? Yes. Um, so my oldest was the only one that remembered our friendship. My younger two did not. Um, my oldest daughter did, who's now 13, did come to me um, after the engagement. And well, number one, she came to me because before we got divorced, my ex-husband was going to repropose to me when we had um, when we had separated. And my daughter saw that ring, and then she saw that same ring when he proposed to the now wife. And she said, "Mommy, didn't Daddy give you a ring?" And she described it. And I said, "Yeah." And I didn't know at that point that he was getting engaged to her or had proposed. And she's like, "Daddy gave that ring to so and so." And so she saw the look on my face and then she said, mommy, weren't you guys friends? And I said, well, you know, and in that moment I had to choose the response I did not want to give because she's my child and who's going to be mothered by this woman. And I did not want to sow a seed of hate even within her or any discord. And I said, well, you know, we serve closely together in ministry and we did children's ministry together, but we were never really friends. We just know of, we knew of each other. And so that was enough for her. Uh, my girls began to, to grow and accept her over time because they do, she does things that they like. So my oldest daughter is into hair, my youngest daughter is into cooking. So she does those things. And so they develop their own relationship with her. And I didn't have to say any more to them. So they were all on board. My son, who is nine, took an approach that I did not even understand because I don't, I'm learning men. But he took an approach of the protector and his allegiance was to, to me. And so his thing was, I cannot accept this marriage because I will be betraying my mother. And I cannot let you, I can't let you, dad, destroy my mom. And so for up until the day before, he refused to go to the wedding. He got fitted for a tux. He cried through the fitting up until the day. And then his dad called me and said, I'm not going to make him go. I don't, I don't want him there if, he's, if he doesn't want to be there. And I said, looking back on this day, on the wedding date five years from now, he's going to wish he was there. And you're going to wish that he was there. And so as much as I wanted to say, you know what, let's just leave him home. We can have a mother, mother, son, father, mother, son day. Let's just go hang out. I knew he had to be there. And I knew that if he could just get there, he would accept the moment. And so here I am wanting to just pull him back and say, let's hang out. I had to encourage my son to go to the wedding and to show up, if nothing else, for his father. His father coined him as the best man in the wedding. Um, I said, your dad needs you. Your dad needs your support. And better than that, mommy is okay. I don't need you to protect me in this moment. Like mommy will be okay. I support their marriage. I love your, I love his wife. I love him and mommy is okay. And when I gave him that, when we had that conversation, he was okay. And he showed up and they all had a great time. Um, and so, yes, I could not have reacted like I wanted to, but I did, I did have to extend a Christ-like manner. Wow, thank you so much, Alice, and I applaud you for that. Thank you.
Y'all don't have to wait. It's, it's popcorn. If you want to go, go, go right ahead. I'll jump in. Um, thank you, Bishop. The, hi, Allison. This is Dr. Nick at the top. Um, so I want to ask you this totally transparent question. Um, how do you feel today? Emotionally, how are you feeling about the situation now? Um, to be honest, it, it still stings a little bit. It, it stings a little bit because God has me in this peculiar place of patience, of learning patience and learning faith. Because since marriage, since since marriage, I've struggled. I've lived paycheck to paycheck. I've raised the kids on my own and I've struggled. And so then from the outside looking in, I'm watching them buy cars and build houses and get married and just thrive in ministry. I, we, ha, we owned a business. I sold my share of the business now, and the business was a mortuary. So here we are in COVID. So now that business is blooming. And I'm over here in the background. And I, I, I do the comparison thing. And then God had to remind me that I have greater for you. And because it looks like they're growing and they're thriving and that they're doing all these great things, where are their hearts? And right now, God has been working on my heart. And so I have to sit back and just and um, let him do a work on me. And I've been appreciative for it. I, I say I'm in Jesus University. Um, but it stings. And it stings because sometimes I ask God, do you forget what happened? Do you forget the injustice that was done? And they get to parade it around in my face. And not only parade it in my face, I have to intentionally, kindly show up in life, in their life. So it's not like they just got married. We don't have any kids. I never see them again. We're, we're co-parenting. And she's showing up at my children's school as mom. And because I don't live, so I'm, I'm moving into their area currently. I'm transitioning into their area. So I sent my kids there so they can start school. So currently they're raising my kids full time. I don't move until next week and then we'll co-parent week on week off. But right now she's showing up in my kid's life as mom. And I still remember like the pain of what she did. And not only did she do it, but she did it in my face and would sit next to me in church as if she didn't do it. So that's, it stings, Dr. Nick. But even with that, I'm not ignoring my emotions. I'm not running over my emotions. I'm, I'm sitting with them and I'm letting God heal me from the inside out because I do not harbor any bitterness. I actually, again, I would still choose her today to be my kid's stepmother, but the injustice does stink. I'm glad you um, were able to answer the question. And this is why I asked the question. Um, and I know that our whole topic is, you know, not centered here, but I definitely want to, um, just say this maybe for you or for anyone else who's in the room, um, you, you're dealing with a lot and it, it makes sense for it to still sting. I believe everyone in this room, you know, if we could nod our head yes or no, we would all nod our head yes. It makes sense that it would still sting. And um, I heard you say that, you know, she's showing up as mom. Um, and I and I also my next question was going to be and how are you showing up for you? Um, because you're seeing a lot right now. You've seen a lot. It's still so fresh, like a, a brand new wound um, that has been, you know, ripped open and the scab is not beginning to grow over it. So every time you touch something, every time you see something, you know, there's there's more pain, there's more sting being applied. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you did say that, you know, you're sitting with it. And I, the only thing I just wanted to offer, because I, I hear pain, I hear pain and um, I haven't gone through it exactly what you're what you're going through but I'm sure many of us can find our place in your story in some aspect and I just wanted to say you know I, I'm sorry although I wasn't you know the person who who did this uh, or nor a part of it I am sorry that this happened and it is my prayer that you just keep showing up for yourself because 
you are so, you know, deeply into the situation because of your children being involved. But I just pray, I just pray that you keep showing up for yourself every single day. Um, it's not going to be easy, but I just pray and I will continue to pray for you that you just keep showing up for yourself, Allison, because just like he deserves a great life and they deserve a great life and your children deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happy as well, Allison. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and really, this this question, who, who was that? This is Dr. K. Park, but I can wait until you finish. Hey, hey welcome, Dr. K. Park. Just give me two seconds in. I'll come straight to you. This question, although, you know, Dr. Nick said what she said, you know, she knows not about the subject, but it really is because this is more than just physically showing up for a wedding. There's a lot that has to do with whether you say yes or no, if you're going to uh, the wedding of somebody that you were married to. There's a lot of emotional baggage. There's there's children. There's you know, there's a lot to this. And this is this makes the story this makes the story real, not just theory. And there are others in the room, I'm sure, that have been through this. But look at so much that goes behind this this invitation. It's not just the invitation. It's so much other stuff that goes behind it. And again, I want to say over and over again, thank you for your courage and the reach and the share, uh, Allison. Dr. Capar, we're glad to have you today. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a minute. You can share. And anybody else that's open to share, just pop just pop up. God bless you, Bishop. And thank you so much for inviting me to the stage. And no, I haven't been in in a good little minute, but this topic kind of drew me in here. Oh, my God. I entered the room while Allison was telling her story. And I had said, okay, I wasn't going to say anything, just listen. But the more Allison has talked, and I agree with Dr. Nick, I really do. I feel like Allison needs some some sisters like Dr. Nick and I <laughs> to uh, rally around her. And because I just want to beat up her ex-husband right now. I just want to beat him up. And um, because... I, I feel like Allison has been put in a position where she has to apologize for the inappropriate actions of others that was not her fault. And she's been, and, and, and Allison, I just feel like you're having to uh, apologize and, and, and put this, if he was a pastor who's now with the woman who was a part of his church, that is a lot, first of all, for you to have to deal with, let alone now the marriage and let alone now the children. This is like an onion where the layers just never stop. And I just, I don't want you to become lost as a woman uh, and not realize that it is okay. See, sometimes we think when God put us in situations like this, I heard you say one thing that I just wanted to address and say to you in love and just, um, just from a woman who has been through a lot of things myself, and you said something about God working on your heart. Sweetheart, the woman that I just heard talking, God's not working on your heart. You have the heart of Jesus. You have a heart. He's not working on you. I believe that God is going to have to work on your ex and 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 now he's now white. 
that they have to apologize to you. They may not be able to undo this marriage or anything, but there is a level of respect that they will have to give you. Um, and I just want you to know that you do not have to apologize for their actions and and you don't have to submit yourself in their presence at all. I'm glad you didn't go to the wedding. Um, your son, you said as a protector, well, that, that was phenomenal. I don't know how old he is, but kudos to him. Woman of God, I just, I'm telling you, you need some sisters like Dr. Nick and I. We would be able to say some things for you in the atmosphere that you couldn't say. And I just want you to know you are a phenomenal woman. Just listening to you talk a few moments ago, I was like, my God, who is this woman and where has she been? You are absolutely amazing. And it would be a treasure and a gift to any man who has a spiritual vision to know what a real woman looks like. Thank you, Dr. Capehart. Um, when you say, who is this woman? Um, I am the woman that I am today because of your tutelage. You don't remember me, but I, you coached me through the pain of my marriage years ago. You walked me oh through God. the darkest, you walked me through the darkest hours of my life. I've read all your books. I read all your books. I met you by way of um, uh, uh, Minister D'Antoinette. I went to her conferences and met you in person and you've held my hand for many oh years. God. And so this is full circle for me. And so I appreciate your words, but it's because of women like you that I'm able to stand today and have the heart of Jesus. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing up in my life unselfishly. And um, I could never repay you. And thank you. Wow. Bishop, I'm sorry, but now, now, Allison, you got me crying. <laughs> my God, I didn't know that because I didn't even click on your profile or anything. All I can say is, my God, I was—I have not been on a clubhouse stage speaking in months. I haven't been on a stage. Well, I got on for a birthday party for about five minutes, but I haven't been on on the stage. And all of a sudden today, I saw this topic and got in here. My God, I'm speechless. Oh, my God, I'm on mute. Y'all have messed us up in here today. Like There's I've, some healing I've in gonna, this room, Bishop. I'm gonna, really, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I figured that I'm gonna be honest with you. When Candace sent me the subjects, I'm like, we put, you know, let's do this last because this is going. And I looked at it today when she posted it in the back chat. And I just uh, when uh, Nick posted it in the back chat, I'm like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be so light. You never know which one is gonna bring you your healing. Um, you never know because there are people that are in the audience. Again, it is not just about the invitation. It is the emotions and the stuff, the divorce. Nobody gets married. I say this all the time to divorce. But there is a lot of healing that has to take place behind divorce and separation. And when we move on. Everybody don't move on. There are casualties to this. Children, ex-wives, there are casualties to divorce. There is a price. There's a death that takes place, but there is a price that is also that has to be paid. And so those of you that are in the in the audience, I know this is freeing some of you and helping helping a lot of you. 
uh, on today. Um, Cassius, you want to, you, you sent me, you want to say something. Uh, anybody that wants to come, just come on. Yeah, I got a question. I'm going to come back to the question, but I, I'll speak to just for timing wise and whatnot, but I'll speak to my experience. That's kind of from, from the male's perspective, the man's perspective, um, having to deal with, with something similar now, not nearly as, um, complex and nuanced as Miss Allison. And I do want to say just from a man's perspective who has children and more specifically daughters, you know, you, you had uh, justifiable reasons to while out, be very difficult, um, you know, trash verbally or, 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 you know, all the negative things that so often we hear about within our culture, considering your circumstances, what you experienced and how, how things ended up. And I know the other ladies spoke about it, but I wanted you to hear it also from a man's voice or from a male's voice. You know, I, I, sometimes we do things in the moment that are hard as heck, and we may not really understand how transcendent what we just did is for generations to come. And I think more than, 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 than what you did for yourself and having a pure heart, a loving heart, a heart of, of, um, not necessarily saying forgiveness, but a heart of, of gold really is for the girls that you, for your daughters, for them being able to see you, even though right now they may not fully understand, I can assure you with confidence years from now, they're going to look back on this and be like, wow, my mom went through this and she, and she moved with like the real definition of queenness, right? The real definition of, of love and comfort because she could have done X, Y, and Z, but she took the high road, this, that, and the third. So I just want you to hear that also from, from a man's perspective, because that is, that is huge. Right. And, and, and you could have easily normalized to the, to, to your daughters that when you are egregiously offended, that you can respond negatively in a way that can add more fuel to the fire. So I, I do want to, to, to share the sentiment of the ladies that spoke before me. And also you hear that, that, that love and that praise and throw those flowers at your feet from, from a man's voice as well. But my experience was, was quite different in a way, in the sense that for me, I thought it was, and this is just my anecdotal experience, not better or worse, not right or wrong, just my, my, my growth and my journey. Um, I have had, unfortunately, uh, a couple of instances where a relationship didn't work with me and a lady and the very next man they date, they marry. Right. And I've been asked to, cause I haven't had any real, real crazy, nasty uh, breakups, hurtful ones, but nothing like that you, that you have spoke on been asked to come to the weddings um and it was difficult for me because of you know that's someone you were once emotionally invested and connected to but i but i but i challenged myself which i imagine you did to some extent as well is that if i'm really in a place where i've moved on and i'm in a place where i am whole i should wish to have wish the best for this person like i would anybody else and so I only say that to say that I challenged myself as difficult as it was, again, not better or worse, not right or wrong, to show up, right, to be there, to purchase a gift, right, to champion that even though she found happiness and it wasn't with me, that she still deserved happiness. And to me, that was an ultimate test of my growth, the ultimate test of my maturity, the ultimate test of my manhood, because when we first got together, I was telling her all the sweet things of, I just want you to be happy. And I think that you won't be uh, that, that I'm the person that will be able to make you the happiest. And, and I think to some extent, all men tell a woman that, right, whether it be directly or indirectly. 
But if it comes to pass that we are not essentially the one that is, is, is meant to make that person happy, I, I had to challenge myself that do I all of a sudden now not want her to be happy because it's not with me? You get what I'm saying? So, so I just wanted to say that for me, as difficult as it was, as challenging as it was, I didn't run from that challenge. I embraced that challenge. And for me, it was the ultimate test of me being the man that I say I aspire to be, which is that I should be able to champion your happiness. Like I did in the beginning when I thought it was going to be me, the one that was making you happy, even in the end, if I'm not the one that's making you happy. So I, so I just wanted to put that out there because they, it ain't easy. And I'm not saying that it's something that anybody can just up and do. But for me, when I was going through that space, it was me taking on a personal challenge to say, hey, you know, was I genuinely concerned with this woman's well-being in the beginning when I said I was? Because if I were and I really meant those things, I should be here championing her happiness. And you can champion someone's happiness by not going to the wedding. I understand that. But for me, I thought if I really could show up at this wedding and put on a smile and root them on like everybody else, then that to me would show a certain type of uh, a man that I aspired to be. So with that, I'll get off the mic and toss it back to the rest of the panel. Go ahead, my bishop. No, go ahead. I just want to keep the conversation going. And when you finish, Thaddeus brought guests up, and he's going to introduce her because she's kind of been through the same okay. thing. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Um. Um. Allison, I. Uh, oof. Listening to your story um, brought up so much um, stuff. I I didn't. I didn't know what to say or want to say because it brought up so much of my own past um, and divorce. And so I, I still don't know. I, I said to Bishop, I, I don't know if I should just not say nothing. I'm just because it brought up so much uh, personal pain because I've been in your space being a pastor. Watching this pain happen is a lot. Um, I know what my brother Cass says. I don't think it would have made you less of a woman or less of a man to just say, I'm not championing your happiness. You champion your own happiness. Um, I don't think it makes you less. I think that, I think it was disheartening. And if I can be honest, I think it was disrespectful to ask you to come to his wedding. I think me, I'm just going to be truthful. And, and uh, uh, Allison, you can rebuke me and so can Bishop. But I think it was disrespectful to ask you to come to his wedding. After being after being a wife, now if the kids would say, "Mommy, we need you to be there um, to be our strength and our rock." That's a different situation. But to actually call you or to invite you is disrespectful. It's disrespectful to who you are, especially the fact is that I'm inviting you to the wedding of the mistress that broke up our marriage or help, and I'm marrying this. So that was disrespectful. Um, and then to be a leader, the embarrassment, I, I, I can, I can feel cause I've been there. I know what it is. You know, what I say to this, um, Bishop and Dr. Hayward, when you're a pastor, a lot of us are preachers up here. You don't get a chance to live your divorce or your pain privately. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you have to live your pain publicly. I told the members when folks had something to say, especially if you have one spouse that's 
out there and my, my ex was disrespectful and all over social media and everything. So now you have people who have their opinions and folks on both sides. We have folks fighting from all over the world. Folks was on my side, all on our side. My kids had to deal with it. We raised grandchildren while we don't have any blood kids, but we raised grandchildren together. They were they were her daughter's children, but they were, and son's children, but I helped raise them from the time that they were born. And so they were devastated. We're not gonna see Pop Pop no more. We not and that 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 destroyed me. The pain and the emotional, the embarrassment. I feel um you and, and I'm glad that Dr. Nick asked because I wanted to hear your truth. I, I'm glad that you talked about, you know, how the Lord was strict to you as a woman of God. We have a wonderful outside, but I wanted to hear the bedroom moments that you by yourself. I wanted to hear you say, I'm, I, I mean, I don't have the colorful words like Bishop Greg say, but he know I, there's a few words he could say, I wish I would have it in me. The, the, the heck with that. And that's not the word. No, I, I, you home by yourself when ain't nobody there. Those are some real feelings and emotions that you go through that, that I mean, you, uh, you know, well, I, I mean, I'm never speechless, but I promise you that, that because I understand the emotional, the pain, like you said, you walked into that place. Some people know you. Some people don't know you, you know, and even if they ain't talking about you, you feel that way because of all that you did, all that you were. I think that it is something, it is something for us to be leaders. While we don't want people always in our personal business, but what are you saying to people that you can do this and then say to the person that you hurt, hey, just come here and get over it. That's what he said in too many words. Come to my wedding and when you get married, I'll do your wedding. Disrespectful. That's what that is to me, you know, and I apologize to you. I know your pain. I'm, I'm landing my plane because I don't have much to say on this because I, you, as you can hear, my voice is still very shaky on this because I realized that even today with several years behind me, I'm still I'm angry now. I, I never was because people will hurt you and then want you to get past it. I had to tell people, stop sending me stuff. Stop sending me tapes. Stop sending me things to show me because you want to now act like you happy. And the whole 10 years we were together, you were telling the world I was the greatest thing that ever came to you. I feel for you. I'm sending strength as a brother to you. I'm standing with you as, as and you say you come here all the time. We love you, uh, sister um, Allison, and you, you are an amazing woman. But if you mad... Y'all forgive me. Y'all know I don't use these words. But if you mad as hell, you got a right to be mad. And nobody can take that away from you. And, and, and you don't have to come out as, as I'm, I'm just loving the Lord. You don't have to do that. You can really say, no, I'm mad. and and But I'm going to get over it. God going to make me. But I have a right to be that. So I'm. So, so let me let me ask this before you come. Um, um, Thaddeus. Um, is before Thaddeus come. What did you feel, Allison? And and this is for everybody. Was he was he wrong for inviting her? And and I'm 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 being I, I'm just I'm just asking. Like, okay, I Allison, think did you I feel do. Like he was wrong? I, I do feel like he. Yes, I I do feel like he was wrong. I do feel like it was disrespectful. Thank you, um, Prophet Claiborne. Um, I feel like he was wrong and disrespectful. But I've also learned to. To, to, to know who people are. He is a narcissist and he has a personality disorder. And so I didn't expect anything less from him. Um, and so to, to challenge what he said or to fight what he said or, or bring it up as disrespectful was, was a waste of my time. But I do think it was very disrespectful, but that's been my life. Wait, 
Someone must have been looking at her profile. Let me put, I'm gonna bring her back up. No, it was it was I'm so sorry. I tapped on it to to look at her profile. You're right. I can't see her. Can we bring her She's back up? She's back up. I apologize. Okay. She's I'm back. So go sorry. go ahead. We're sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um I was just saying it 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 it's just, it's been my life. And so unfortunately I expected it. It was very disrespectful again, um, but because of his personality disorder and him being a narcissist, it, it, it's, it is who he is. And you can't tell him anything beyond what he was doing was in good favor if you let him tell it. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, hold on, I feel like- Brent, before you do, before you do. Um, Michael, thank you for your share. And I want to say to everybody, because you're, some of you guys are sending me questions and some people from state, let's feel, let's have a free open conversation while I know that this is touchy for Allison and we appreciate her being up here, but I want you to have your opinion of what you feel because it makes the conversation more diverse. Um, and we, we do want to be sensitive to, to her, but we want to, want to hear from you guys, you know, go ahead, Prince. Yeah, Bishop, I was just going to just add, uh, I know Thaddeus is in queue, so I just respond directly to, to this space. But yeah, it just feels like he needed her presence to validate or uh, qualify or make right what he was trying to do. And so without her presence, it'll be frowned upon. So again, this kind of last effort to manipulate her so that he can have this kind of positive net gain from that moment and you know i don't like people like that and so i'm with everybody that wants to fight or beat him up because to continually exploit a person emotionally and psychologically for your perceived advantage or net gain that's the essence of manipulation and to be a leader in the body is is a I was definitely going to um, come down that same lane with you, um, Prince, because um, I believe that his inviting her had nothing to do with him or the children. I believe that it was all self-serving. And now that you mentioned that he's a narcissist, now that you mentioned that he's a narcissist, it's all starting to make sense because these are characteristics, if you will, um, of narcissists and, and how their behaviors um not just affect them, but infect others. So as you mentioned, Prince, her, if she showed up, it had nothing to do with her or the children. It's like, hey, look, everything's fine. I'm not as wrong as you all think I am. And in his heart, he'll never admit it. But he knows that what he did and what he's doing was not done the, the correct way. And um, I am proud of you for not showing up and giving him that green light to validate his behavior. Sorry, just catch I'm jumping there very quickly. I, okay, I'm sorry, Cassius. Um, just very quickly, uh, I was on a business call, but I definitely heard everything that um, our sister Allison uh, shared. And just again, I like the sentiments of the room, just your bravery and you know how you were able to navigate through this space um, definitely has to be applied. It speaks a lot to who you are as a woman. Um, and I wish I could share a little bit more of my own experience. I can relate in some respects to your to your experience. But um, I, I do agree with what Dr. Nick said in that um, it's good that you didn't allow yourself to, to be a part of that because like Dr. Nick said, 
um, a lot of times it's not, we think it's about us. We, we think that, um, you know, somebody is extending an olive branch, but oftentimes it's about the appearance of things. Um, and to um, speak to the conversation, I guess the question of the room, should I go? Uh, my ex is getting married. I'm invited. Should I go? You know, I do think, though, that um, that kind of it depends. I think that I don't think it's uh, I think sometimes we're very black and white. Obviously, I think with Allison's situation, she made the right decision. Um, but I do think sometimes there are certain things that are not just always black and white. Uh, I think sometimes and I say this often that relationships are for very grown people, relationships, marriage. It's for very grown people. So I think sometimes we can um, we can make something a rule that may not fit in every situation. So I think that would be contingent on each individual person, the experience, the background. Is there still connections, how they feel about each other? You know, just some of those key elements. I'm a person where I, you know, exes don't really throw me off. It just it just depends on um the, how they're relating to each other. Because I know sometimes because of children or you've shared a life together, whatever the story may be, um, you know, it's not always easy just to move on. Maybe you become good friends. And I'm not saying move on in terms of you're still with them in your heart space, but that you are, you've still maintained a level of a friendship. So I don't know that I'm always very black and white with those types of things. However, I do think in the situation with Allison, um, I do think that you you made the right decision. And I was just listening to what you said about um, even the fact that you feel like despite everything that happened, you are still moving in even from a caring space, a mothering space, and that you felt like with everything that happened, she would be someone that would be great for your children. So I just was leaning into so many things that you shared and just the maturity of what you're operating in this space. And so I am literally praying and wishing you well um, in whatever God has next for you, whether you desire a relationship now or later, um, you know, I'm praying for your healing because I know that there are things that you can't even speak of or may not even want to that you, you know, that you feel. So definitely praying for you, sister. And um, thank you for being so vulnerable to share. In this. And Bishop, I just want to say this. I love that chair really quick. Um, I love that chair that Anisha um just shared in all of, and especially Dr. Nick, Dr. Yvonne, I want to say this to Allison too, and all of those in the room. One of the things that I learned with going through a divorce from a narcissist, but also just going through counseling, um, I went through, when I went through my divorce, grief counseling. I didn't just go through divorce separation counseling. I went through grief counseling because my counselor understood uh, the gravity of going through a divorce is literally like a death, experiencing a death. It's literally like, and he described it as taking a jackhammer to concrete and then many pieces flying everywhere and you don't know where those particles are, go are going to land. And one of the things I learned through that grief counseling is that you have to allow yourself to naturally and innately evolve through those five different stages, whether that be anger, whether that be denial, whether that be acceptance, and also allow yourself the opportunity to say, I have the right to bounce back and forth. I think a lot of times in the body of Christ, and you guys know I'm an advocate for the, the Lord, the body of Christ, the church. I love God. But here's the thing. I think some of the times we've been sold, and this is now just Shira Lowe speaking. These are my thoughts and my opinion. We've been sold this bill of goods like we have to respond in this resolute way, this kind way to things that are just very treacherous and disheartening. And, and we can't be real and honest about how we feel. And not saying this about you, Allison, 
But what I'm saying is in this grief counseling, and he was a Christian psychologist. Um, and so he told me, he said, you know, nowhere in the Bible did it says that a part of forgiveness says that you now have to re-engage individuals. And like I said, this is not necessarily directed towards Alice and more so to the, the, the general audience here, because I want us to be able to free people up today like we are doing in this general conversation. Forgiveness is a choice. Healing involves the emotion of a matter. But now re-engagement and trusting people are two different totally things. If God tells us to re-engage people, there still has to be the element of trust and the desire for each person, individual, to be able to reestablish that trust. And sometimes, and all the time, sometimes with relationships and all the time specifically with the narcissist, because that's what I was married to, a narcissist lacks empathy. So everything is very self-centered and self-focused. And so anything they do in terms of their engagement is going to be to their benefit, which may be to your detriment. And so that being said, for my ex-husband, I had to literally step away um, from the situation in totality. It's been nine years and I haven't engaged him at all. I haven't seen him or anything because God made it that way because he was so hardened in his heart and he was so self-centered in his focus that he unfortunately wanted my demise, my destruction and everything. And so I say that to say to someone in the room who may be saying, I'm a Christian, I know I'm supposed to forgive. Aren't I supposed to forgive? Absolutely, you're, you're supposed to make the choice of forgiveness. Forgiveness says I make a choice not to repay them in kind for what they did to me. I'm not gonna return the evil for evil. However, forgiveness does not speak necessarily always to the direct engagement or interaction with that person, nor does it mean that you automatically have to reconcile from a position of being or from the posture of being in their intimate space. Sometimes reconciliation means to say, yes, I forgive you. I'm not going to return evil for evil. And yes, I may be cordial with you, but I don't have to engage with you. And that's for the sake of you being healthy and whole. God wants us to exercise reconciliation. Of course he does. But reconciliation is not always defined as we have been sold the bill of goods in terms of being able to say, I'm kicking it with them tomorrow. No reconciliation says there has to be an element of willingness on both parties' behalf and also the element of trust that needs to be rebuilt, knowing that they are not going to do this habitual behavior again. A narcissist doesn't have, if it's a clinical narcissist, they don't have the ability, the wherewithal, the mental capability, and because it's a behavioral disorder, they don't have the ability to do that because everything is self-centered and self-focused. So I just wanted to free somebody up um, in the room today, not saying harbor any resentment, not saying that don't you don't um, forgive, but let's put right forgiveness in its right place. We have the right to be angry because somebody has sinned against us. Um, we have the right to grieve the loss because someone has actually been taken away or a matter that we were so comfortable with has been stripped away from us, especially in situations with divorce where you're not the party that actually did the sinning or the grieving of the person. Um, it's been stripped away from you from your own will. Um, and so we just have to get in the place, I think, of allowing people to say, it's okay to be angry, mad, upset, identify the situation for what it is. And forgiveness is, yes, I decide to not return evil for evil, but that doesn't mean I have to engage you at that level. This is Shira Lowe. Thank you all for allowing me to share. 
Okay, I want to do this. Dr. Nick, can you reset us, please? Um, and welcome everybody to the room, kind of get us back on focus. And then uh, Cassius had a share. Can I share you? Um, Cassius had, yes, Cassius had a share. But I want to go to Thaddeus before Dr. Eve comes because he, he invited somebody up to give their their share also. Um, so let's let's reset and um, go go from there also. Absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the When the Right One Comes Club. Our topic today is my ex is getting married and I'm invited to go. And I'm invited. Should I go? Again, my ex is getting married and I'm invited. Should I go? We are um, very happy that we have someone on the stage who has um, been sharing her personal, very recent experience. That's Allison. And um, this is where we are currently right now with her share and expounding upon that with our experiences and our thought patterns. I'd like to introduce you to the host and the curator of this room and the founder of the When the Right One Comes movement. Movement that is Bishop Greg Davis. He's in the top left corner. We ask you to please give him a follow. He's doing so many great and amazing things. You definitely want to know about that. If you go ahead and click on his picture, you'll be able to see his brand new book, which is The Do's and Don'ts of Dating, The Guide to Removing, Guessing, and Eliminating the Games. He's currently taking pre order sales. So please go into his bio. And you can go ahead and order his book today via his website, gregdavisshow.com. Also, the co-host of this room is the beautiful Anisha Sharp. She is at the beginning of the third row in the yellow, and she's sitting in a turquoise chair. I am the club administrator, Dr. Nick, in the red chair in the white suit. As you can see on the stage, we have a host of awesome people on our panel. Go into their bios and give them a follow as well because they do great things here on Clubhouse and also outside of Clubhouse. We ask you to please follow the club if you click on the little green house right above Angelica's head at the top, you can see that we are currently at 14.2K members. We want you as a member as well. In addition to joining the club, becoming a member, please nominate some people as well because this is an awesome, awesome club and we want to be able to grow it because we know that it is helping so many people. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Saturday, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you're looking for a word from the Lord, Bishop Greg Davis brings in awesome preachers on Tuesdays and Thursdays and on Sundays at 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you don't have a church home or a pastor or if you're not back in the building or if you're available at that time, we want you to come into the room and hear an awesome, awesome, empowering, uplifting, and delivering word from Bishop Greg Davis. So pretty much we're here every day of the week. We're going to continue with our great conversation at this time. Bishop, I'm going to pass it back over to you and you can let um, us know where we're going to go next. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you, Dr. Nick. And I appreciate all of you being here. And again, um, welcome and uh, my books are being shipped next week, so if you want that signed copy before they get here, please go get the do's and don'ts of dating so that you won't end up 
at the end of the day, being in the place that you don't want to be, um, learn how to date and get the information you need um, for now and, and for later. Uh, go get the do's and don'ts of dating. Um, and I'll sign your copy if you get it in before next week when the books arrive. Um, let's go to Cassius. He had something before Shara um, came in. And then we will go to Thaddeus and then Dr. Eve, and then we'll just go around. Uh, please ping somebody in the room. This is a great discussion. Uh, Sir, so I heard, I think I heard that Thaddeus invited somebody else with a share or, or a similar story. So I'll be very quick. I just wanted to clarify. I still do have a question, but I, I want, I'm going to hold on to that just to make sure my timing's good. I want to clarify and just state that in no way, shape, or form was I suggesting or implying that if you don't go to the wedding, that you're not happy for someone else in whatever journey they are in life. And I do want to make that very clear that, that you can be happy for someone else and hope they do well in life and, and not show up to the wedding that you can, that you absolutely can do that. But I also want us to understand that sometimes we inadvertently, and I'm not saying anybody on this stage, but I just want us to think about this, that sometimes we inadvertently perpetuate the same behaviors that can have generational impacts because we're hurt in a place. And so I love, I just love, love, love what Allison was talking about, how she was having conversations with herself, meaning she had emo em a, a, uh, emotional and mental awareness to understand that how she responded, not to just going to the wedding, but how she responded to dealing with this new dislocated or this new family dynamic impacted more than just her. And so often we find ourselves in these situations and we can justify responding in a very negative way and i think nobody on this planet or nobody in this room would probably feel like that allison wasn't justified if she didn't respond in the way that she responded you know i've heard and i and i kind of share those sentiments that they wanted to put hands on the ex-husband and that he was wild and extremely disrespectful which i do not disagree with any of those but sometimes when we're in those places of hurt and justifiably so in those places of hurt how we respond to that hurt can have lasting impact, impacts and sometimes generational impacts. And so I wanted to shout her out and highlight, highlight that because I learned this lesson growing up and watching how dislocated and dysfunctional my parents were. And I, and I vividly remember a situation where my mom and my, and, and, and my stepmother, right? And I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad, but my mother and my stepmother got into it. And then from then on out, the way that my stepmother handled me and my brothers when my dad wasn't around was completely different than when he was around. And that's something that leaves an impact on me and my brothers and siblings. I would say even sometimes to this day in regards to how we normalize sometimes these negative reactions that often have lasting impacts because in the moment we are justifiably hurt. So I just wanted to shout her out. And that's kind of the angle that I'm coming from because it's beautiful to see people who have the mental and emotional awareness to understand that this impacts more than just me. And I know that sometimes we don't highlight that. So I definitely wanted to throw as many flowers at the feet of Allison and anybody else that's doing the same because it is very beautiful and it's something that we shouldn't waft over or run past, even though it's difficult. We don't often have any control over how people deal, treat us. The nasty things they do, the nasty things they say. We have very little to no control over that. But we do have control often in how we respond to some of those things. And I just want to appreciate Miss Allison and anybody else that responds in a way, right, that is a little bit more positive oriented than negative oriented, even if it's hard and 
you are justified to respond in a not so positive or productive way. So with that, I'm going to yield to Thaddeus because I would love to hear other people's stories and I'll jump back in. Later. Um, Bishop, thank you so kindly for the opportunity. Um, while Lady Allison was uh, speaking, um, Prophetess Angela Latson um, sent me a message and she said um, that she was in the same predicament, same situation. Her story was very similar. Um, there was a few uh, things that happened different because all of our experiences are in some way different. Uh, and I bring to the stage uh, Angela Latson. She's going to speak. And before she speaks, I want to say uh, to Mrs. Allison, uh, I heard uh, most of your story. I was in the midst of travel. And I just want you to know that I, I commend you. Um, my family um, comes from a uh, generation of funeral directors as well. Uh, so from one funeral director and mortician uh, generationally to another, I commend you for your love um, and your support. You you are a very strong woman, and 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 from a from a from a man perspective, you have no need to apologize or have to give some level of explanation for your need to be present in that moment. I, you, you, you doing what you have done uh, means a whole lot. And I promise you, you have freed a whole lot of women in the room concerning their exes and concerning their uh, failed or past relationships. I promise you, your story has really, really uh, set some people free, and and I, I don't say that in a deep manner either. I'm being so totally honest. I was listening to your story, and I just had to stop for a moment to make sure that I don't start crying. And um, I, I I want you to know uh, that I love you, and I pray that God's strength and God's uh, blessing be upon you, uh, and that love continues to meet you. Uh, in, in every day of your life, if you do not have a book, I pray that somebody hears your story and pushes a book in you and even a movie, a short film, because this right here, you're telling people how to get over uh, a past marriage, a past relationship and having to uh, deal with some sort, even in a parenting position. And I want you to know that you, you're really, you're really, really a blessing, uh, Mrs. Allison or Lady Allison. Uh, and I love you very much. Uh, at this time, I want to um, bring to the stage um, Prophetess Angela, uh, Prophetess Angela Latson, and she can share her story. And then, as Bishop said, uh, Doctor Eve, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is next. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Bishop. Thank you for allowing me to grace your stage and all the moderators. Thank you. I. Um, I was just speaking to Thaddeus and just saying this was so powerful. And Lady Allison, um, oftentimes we, you know, people get divorced, but oftentimes people don't know the magnitude of the pain that you endure. And not only that, the grace, that the grace that God places on you to keep your composure. That is the biggest thing, to keep your composure. However, with me, me and my ex-husband, we built a half a million dollar business together. Yep, we did. And a friend of mine, which was one of the clients there, of course, you know what else happened. Later on down the road, I find out 
that is his mistress. Okay, fine. That's it. I'm fine. I'm happy. Be happy. I don't care because you were abusive to me. So I, I don't care as long as you take care of my kids. That's it. That's all I want. But it didn't happen like that. And for me, I watched him build a house, many cars while I struggled, but still had to keep my composure while she taunted me, while they misused me. I still had to keep my composure. And I'm just going to give you the short of it. But the greatest composure that I had two to 10 was in the midst of when my sons were killed. They didn't want my name on the obituary. Mm. They said, put her name in parentheses. Wait a minute. What is she talking about? And I had to speak up for that. Even though I kept my mouth closed, I, I got to speak up for this one. I get to the funeral home to sit out. No, don't let her sit up front. I got to keep my composure. And so, so much it took place in this thing, in this, uh, my ex, it's, it's unimaginable because we have to walk in that grace that God gives us and sitting in the funeral. Don't want me to sit up front. Okay, fine. I'm not going to sit up front. Then when it happened again, my second son, mm -mm, don't let her speak. This is the ex-wife who was my friend, sort, sort of my friend, a client. What do you mean? But I still got to keep my composure. I'm at my son's funeral and y'all still taunting me? Really? This is crazy. The abuse, the mental abuse, the things that you go through when people are evil toward you and you're trying to get on with your life. You just say, I'm fine. I'm happy. Yeah, he asked me to come. He asked me on the day of his wedding. He said, I won't marry her if you say no. I said, no, be happy. Be happy. I don't care. But that's all I wanted to say, guys, because it's so much. But I want to thank you so much, Allison. The grace that we have to walk through when people know what you're going through. The grace and the mercy is so much behind that. But I just wanted to share that little bit. I've been there too. But the worst pain I went through is when my sons were killed and you didn't want my name on the obituary and you didn't want me to sit up front as the mother. Mm -mm -mm. Thank God for his grace. I'm done speaking. Ooh, child, that's, ooh. So, hey, family, wow, such an awesome dialogue. Um, and, and to those who have experienced uh, pain in this uh, situation, I, my heart goes out to you. You are definitely um, my heroes and, and sheroes. One of the things that I um, wanted to lean in on was uh, something that, Anisha said, she says, you know, when there are children involved and um, there are other extenuating circumstances, sometimes, you know, it, it it's not as um, torment. Yeah, not as tormenting um, or tumultuous of a situation, depending on the relationship that you have. Um, just to answer the question before I go into the rest, my ex is getting married and I'm invited. Should I go? 
Um, I probably would because if they're my ex, I'm done. Um, and I will probably take them a gift um, and, and send them a nice gift. But um, I think one of the things, and while I did hear the ladies, of course, my heart definitely goes out to you. I'm a woman as well. But I heard something even when it came to the men there, um, uh, Cassius and I believe Apostle Michael, and I believe it was one other that shared a, a similar uh, situation and or circumstance. And the thing that um, that made me like uh, lean in, as Anisha says, um, is that both men and women experience uh, heartbreak. And in those situations where you have to make certain choices, uh, no matter what your situation may be or whatever your circumstance may be, there are uh, times where you have to make choices. Um, and those choices force you into a place, and I believe Shira uh, kind of alluded to this, uh, force you into a place of forgiveness. Doesn't mean that you have to forgive, um, but it grows us up sometimes. We are forced relationships like Anisha just said, will cause us uh, to either mature, progress, or regress. And relationships are def uh, definitely for the mature. And what I'm hearing on this stage, to be quite honest, is the courage, the tenacity uh, that all of you all had to bounce back and to become better. Um, and even to make a, a, a mature decision to say, you know what? You're not even worth holding um, or harboring a bad feeling with. And so I really tip my hat off to you. I know not everybody is there. And I don't know, depending on how the circumstance uh, ends or how the, the relationship ends, if I would be there uh, immediately. That's, you know, yeah, it, it's up for debate, uh, depending on where your heart posture is and depending on where your mental state is. Uh, and your spiritual state too, to look at someone that you once loved, loved. It always amazes me uh, how um, we can, how hate can be in the heart uh, of, of, of us who once loved someone uh, to points of extreme. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I, I have been in love, love, love. And to turn around and look and say, wow, it didn't work with me or it couldn't work with them. And I have uh, feelings of, of hatred or disgust. Um, it always baffled me how we can get to that place uh, to be disgusted with a person we once told our secrets to that we love and then watch them uh, be happy, so to speak, with someone else. So that's Dr. Even. These are pretty much my thoughts to the men in the room. I know a lot of times you all don't get the notoriety that you need because your heart breaks too. And I just want to lend um, a, a message of appreciation for your strength too. Because we hurt y'all. We do. And there are times where you have to watch us walk out the door after you've loved us intensely as well. And so for those of you who have bounced back, guys, I just want to say that to you that have bounced back and actually are coming back stronger and wiser uh, and more courageous than you've ever been. My hat tips off to you. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you guys. 
So thank you, Dr. Eve. That was amazing. And uh, Fitz, you better take that. You better put the time down, 438 and the day that she said. Hey, Bishop. Hey, Bishop. I was over here like Bishop. I was like, I'm calculating this day right here, Dr. Eve. Really? I don't worry. Really don't worry. It's been, it's been recorded. I'll get a please, clip sent out to all the Please get a please, Dr. It'll e. Be, it'll be it'll be in the podcast. Just go down. Just go down. Bishop, just go down in here. You go down in here. I'm just waiting for showers so, to do it. So, then we're gonna be on good standards. So let me let me say this, uh, and I want to ask a question, then Cassius, it might be time for your question too because we're very sensitive not to be insensitive, but we still want to kind of open up in some different areas too. Um, you know, divorce is not easy. Um, again, I have to always say this, no one gets married. And if you've never been through it before, then you're really, you're really talking from theory, you know, because it's easy for somebody that's never been divorced to say, even those that are married, and been married and have successful marriages, uh, it's hard for them to say because they haven't been through it. You you know, you could say, you know, well, I think it's hard, but you should stay and make it make it work. Well, that's like until you've been been through it and everybody just don't give up. You know, Dr. Eve, I want to lean in on what she said at the end. There are some men, because I've been in, in the situation that Literally, a woman just walked out and the man didn't do anything. They just couldn't, they couldn't cope with the circumstances. I can speak on that, that area myself. Um, you don't just, you know, get a divorce to just get a divorce. And, um, you know, everybody, everybody hurts from it. So I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to that. But I want to go here because is it ever appropriate? to say yes. Dr. Eve just said that she probably would be one that says yes. I want to lighten up a little bit. Um, with a gift. You know, you, with a gift. Yeah, you, but you'd be doing it for spite. Um, not everybody does, though. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If Pastor Kim got married again and invited me, I'd be there and just be as happy. I told her I'd marry her because we don't have that kind of... We ain't got that I'd, I'd be there. Now, when I did it again, she wasn't there because it was still it was still heavy, you know. Um, so, is it Rebecca? I didn't know you were in here. Um, somebody bring Rebecca up for me if she wants to come up. Um, so, is it ever appropriate time? We know in Allison's situation, it was not. That was that's a. I mean, whoo, you know. You sitting right next to the lady in church, she'd been in your house and all that kind of stuff, you know, is it, you know, but outside of a bad situation, is it ever a good time to, I mean, to say yes, anybody on stage? I'll say yes, Bishop. Um, I think as Anisha or someone may have mentioned, it all depends on the situation. Like none of our ex relationships ex-lovers ex-husbands all the all of the situations are not the exact same so it, it depends on a few different things um where you are mentally can you handle it some of my exes um i have no feel most of them i have absolutely no feeling about what happened although it, it may have been extreme pain 
in that it's time so and it was extreme pain in that time but if they both of my ex-husbands if they asked me and invited me to their weddings I would come to their wedding and I would bring a gift not out of spite because I'm not in that space anymore now this has been many years it's been eight years since my my last ex-husband but if he could have asked me a year two or three afterwards I wouldn't have gone but I've progressed since then so I think that my answer well I not think but my answer is it depends on if you can handle it. Um, it depends on the, the, the motive of the person who was asking you. And not only that, is the wife okay with you coming? Is it going to cause a scene? Are you going to be a distraction to the wedding? So I think that, you know, if you can handle it and, and it's not going to be an issue, then I would say, yeah, it's, it's okay to go. But there's lots of questions that I think need to be answered on the part of the person who has to accept the invitation before they just jump with the RSVP and give them their meal choice. That's my response. Bishop, I, if I can just say this right quick, and maybe, and Dr. Nick, I really appreciate what you said. Maybe I'm going to be the person that comes off immature. My question is, for what? Why am I going to the wedding? Like, I, just, just for me. Now, listen, let me be very clear. Me and my children's mom have not been together in 14 years. I have no hard feelings towards her, right? But I'm not coming to your wedding. We're not family. You are my child's family right you my, my we share kids but we're not family and you're not going to use me as a symbol that everything is okay for what you once was fits you were family that's that's cool bishop listen that's cool <laughs> but for what right just i i mean but i don't mind it if that's the type of relationship that people have that's great but i really just want to know for what i slept next to you what do i need to be at your wedding for the person you're gonna sleep to next? <laughs> like i know what he gonna get <laughs> This way, I know what he about. No, it might be new and improved. I mean, hey, kids. more power to you. But, but what I for me for what? I'm with you. Like what, what? You're going for support, emotional support. What? She don't need my emotional support. Hey, sis, I'm going for the cake, bro. I like cake. Nah, I don't. Saying. I don't want anyone. The bomb. Mm, I, I wouldn't want my ex to come to mine, but I show up to his wedding in a wedding gown. Not because I'm just being petty. I'm, I'm showing up. I'm bringing gifts. I'm in a gown. I'm in the whole night. But no, seriously, don't don't. I, I'm with you, Fitz. For what? Like, I think that's weird. Maybe I don't know. That's so weird. Maybe y'all are still I, friends. No, I'm not friends with any egg. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, I am, but not like. I, I'm Candace, not, I'm cordial, but I ain't. I'm cordial. <laughs> Hey, Candace, you ain't never I'm been married. Candace, huh? Candace, you ain't never been married. So what about hey, the people hey, that aren't married, yeah. Bishop? Are y'all taking y'all? Are y'all taking y'all new boyfriends and girlfriends? Oh, so what? Yeah, what? of course. Jesus. Why not? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Of course, a date. You gonna well, try to catch the bouquet? Would you try to catch the bouquet? Yeah, and the garter belt too. Oh my. Oh. Yeah, y'all been so you gonna participate? Yeah, if I gotta sit there and watch you marry somebody, you gotta sit there and watch my new boo. Yeah, you are you it's all fan love and Amen. I just don't understand why though, like at the at the core of you all and insert yourselves. Why <laughs> why do you want to be at a celebration for two people coming together? And and, and here's my thought. If if it didn't work out with you and that person, you were not the best thing for them. And and I mean that with grace. I don't want anyone to take it offensively, but you were not the, the person for them. Um, so so why even for me and maybe it's pride, maybe um 
maybe I'm a little too prideful. But I would just want them to have their day. I don't want to go be in the audience. I don't want you possibly backsliding because I'm there because, you, you know, I pulled oh, up. And you're just, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, but I just personally, I just, and, and if my, and, and of course I wouldn't extend an invitation, but if my ex was at my wedding, I, he would have, he would have to be escorted out. <laughs> I don't it. need that energy. I don't want that energy. I, got, I agree. I, I agree. Friends with some of my exes, and I mean, like, we cool, and partially because maybe we weren't supposed to be in that type of relationship, and we cross boundaries. Uh, again, it's circumstantial, right? And so I'm not going to be unhappy for you because you and I didn't work. We probably weren't. I mean, apparently we weren't. So we gotta to go to the wedding. Space. Listen, I'm going to even though hypothetically, so hypothetically speaking, not you, Dr. Eve, but uh-huh. if y'all have swapped fluid, how does the news like do you ever consider that? Who knows about it? Who knows? What, what Who if knows it's like a, a if, if it's a parent of one of your kids? We, we know that there's proof. Oh, wait, so we can just do like a Will and Jada thing, see, and we <laughs> all see what they're going through. It's circumstantial. And, and I was going to say, Bishop, what about people who have not been married, but you were in re- committed relationships? It just did not work. And, you know, y'all are still cool like that. And hey, what if you're cool with the person that they're married? Do you not go to the wedding? Do you yeah, say so? That, oh, that, goes, that goes to my, my question I was going to ask earlier, but I didn't want to right after Allison and, and, and uh, Dr. I think it's. Uh, uh, Capehart had their their interaction was, and this is a genuine question, which some are alluding to it now when they talk about can they bring their new boo. I'm really curious. Does your decision and how you feel about showing up have anything to do with whether you've moved on or not? Like, is there some part of it that since they moved on before you, does that cause a little extra hesitation, a little extra annoyance, a little extra uh, uh, nasty feeling in your stomach? Or if you would have moved on first and they moved on after you, would you feel a more a little more confident with showing up? Would you feel a little bit more okay with going? I just feel like if if this was an ex husband, there's it's no need for me to to be at your wedding. Uh good ridden, sir. Live your life, boo. Um, do what you do. But I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Um, But now if this was an ex-boyfriend who, you know, we didn't get married and, you know, perhaps we're we're friends and we just didn't make it through that stage, maybe. Um, But then again, I think it's um, definitely uh, depends on the circumstances. And then um, even if I was okay, I feel like the woman wouldn't be okay. Why, why would you want to see, especially if you knew that this person dated this person or perhaps was even married to this person, why on your wedding day would you want to look at the person who this, your, your future husband was married to or, you know, dated? I mean, it's just, it's, it's all the way, Mm. I mean, it's mostly a no, um, except for if it was a, like a special circumstances, but it, it's a, it's a strong no. 
And if I may add, it, it depends as well on the type of relationship and the ending of the relationship. There are a lot of people, by the time he or she becomes an ex, there's the emotional part is already gone for a lot of people. So it depends. If you're not in love with that person and they become your ex and, and whatever, there's no more emotional ties to it. But if uh, in some cases, uh, you you know, the, the relationship ended, but the love didn't, that may be a, an aspect that you have to look at is I'm not able to go and sit there now because I'm still connected to this person emotionally, whether I am physically or not. So it's an individual thing. There are some people that can go to the wedding and and sit there, especially if the relationship ended because it just didn't work. There wasn't an affair or something like that, or and and you you're both not in love with each other. That's a whole different ball game. But if you have someone who is still in love with that individual, I don't think it is humanly possible to sit there and watch them connect with someone else while you are still in love with them. That is not what? fair to you. What, but if you what are if, still in love, just because they are your ex, what mean you don't love them? But what if your ex invites you, but the person they're marrying doesn't want you there? You're so right. You that's the, that's yeah, my you thing. You, don't don't you, you respect that wish. But if the ex is your friend, no, y'all said that's your friend. No, but you don't want to. No, you don't go. No, you don't disrespect that woman yeah. on her day. Yeah, that's her no. day. It ain't his day. That's that's her mm -hmm. day. Like I think it was something wrong with him to invite Allison. And it didn't come from both of them, you know, like maybe a conference call. Hey, we want you. We both want you here. But for him just to do it and she show up, I mean, all kudos to Allison. But, you know, she was even saying she said to me, even when in DM, you know, she was sensitive, not about her day and which is big. But that is that other person's day also, no matter what the circumstances are, you know. It's still their day, and so if the per if the man says yes, and and the I would I would need both people. Exactly. You know, I, I, I would need I would need I would need I would need confirmation from both yeah. people. I would what? I would need both people to to Bishop, say it. But what if so? What if he wanted to give her your old ring? Has what? We gotta dive into this. First of all, he ain't getting no so ring back. Say, so we won't see. Right. Remember, I talked about that in your room, where mm. in the state of New Jersey, I had to give the ring back, and then he married someone you else with to my get ring. It. See, it wow! Yeah, we went on Clubhouse. Yeah, That's we actually the law that. in a lot of yeah. states, too. Tell, tell the story, Doc. It is. Give me that. Come find it. Come find it. Okay. So I got um, a question. If if a woman... Oh, sorry, Bishop. You about to ask your question? Yeah, I just had one that, that spirit yeah, off. No, me. is the one you send me? No, yeah, I already asked that one. Oh, I was... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, <laughs> I'll just say, for, for the ladies that, 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 that... Let's say you meet a man and everything goes well, and he gives you a ring, and everything's beautiful... And then you find out later after the fact that that was the ring he gave to his ex-wife. How y'all going to feel about that? Oh, Jesus Christ. Help me, God. He's getting the ring back. I'm taking the ring off. He's getting that ring. I'm burning the ring, taking the money, and he's rebuying a new one. God but bless. here's the thing, y'all. There's a barber in Atlanta that was engaged to this girl. They end up breaking up. He got the ring back and just proposed to somebody else and gave that new girl the exact ring. And I don't even, and I want to say she knows it. But she's just been flaunting it regardless. Like, what a that's They're a both, different type of down low. Yeah, I just like, can't. 
They both recycle. It happens. The man and the ring. They both recycle. <laughs> I can't with you, friend. No, that's well. What about? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to the wedding. I don't. I don't know how to tell y'all this. I, I'm not still in love. I'm just uninterested. I don't really care what y'all got going on. If I took the last wedding dress off of you, I want to come see you in your new wedding dress. I took the last. What if one she off. wears the old? One? Right. Well, right. Well, then I hope you don't break the zipper. You know. But and listen, that ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm uninterested. Maybe if the kids ask me to come, hey, but I'm not, I'm not. And if I come, I'm wearing some sequins and some aquariums in my high heel boots. Serious? Are you kidding? Some what? what? Wait a minute. Why are you wearing sequins? What's <laughs> listen, going on? You okay? Why are you wearing high I want my presence to be a distraction to their Absolutely. Are going and I don't care what nobody say. Everybody, I'm, I'm some, people people show. some people not gonna understand me, Shona. Why is the ex here? Ooh, he's here. Re regardless if I'm friends with them, I don't care. Even the new spouse say it's okay. Some new spouses feel pressured to say it's okay because the person they're marrying wants it. I'm no, I, I, Fitz. I think though, if you had like nobody would say anything about me showing up to my ex's wedding because they know that we're cool like nobody they'd be oh yeah bishop here what it's if she want to dance with you would you dance like a oh, you know how they go back to work go back to work what is she you know i don't i don't know what happens with candace in these questions this she would. Bishop, i got it was this, a message in my back no, no you understand no y'all understand candace candace is saying why show up if you're not going participate. to participate? If you go, if you coming, then come That's on and let's you go. Prince, have you ever been married, Have you ever been married, Prince? I, I listen. I'm happily divorced. You've been married, so you're talking from yeah. Yeah, I've been married. Oh, I've been divorced. Okay. And to and to something Shira said, you know, I lost the child. And that death of that child versus that death of that marriage, hey, those very similar emotions. But I just feel like, hey, the the, the divorce, like, I don't want to pretend like we're still married. Like, we're not going on family trips. We're not going on vacations together. Hey, I'm not doing all of these things. To hey, we're, we're not, to, we're, it's over. And I'm not going to, we don't have to get into the specifics of why, but when it's dead, bury it and now we're not going to now pretend now for some optics like we caucasian or something you're not going for your they're resurrecting it right if the little children want you to come then yeah. that's another yeah, they have maybe so maybe you go maybe a lot of kids but got I, so I'm much not power now y'all acting, Candace. You know you going to that way. I'm just. Hey Bishop, you remember when I used to say that I was going to have a section for the exes at my wedding? This this room right here. Has... I bet you ain't going to have one now. <laughs> no, this this room this this room right here has has changed my opinion of that. Um, just just you know, Sean didn't Allison change your opinion of that. Like three, Deshaun. Yeah, she no, Deshaun was. Deshaun was with it. 
Oh man, Deshaun, Deshaun was the actual winner. Will her exes be at the table too? Absolutely. Now, now up until up until about a week ago, Deshaun's ex husband and I uh, had only basically nodded his in passing. Once we sat down and talked, I believe he could come to the actual wedding, the family barbecues, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, but. Deshaun ain't having it. My ex a totally different story. She just a different story. So I used to say it in, in joking and laughing that I would have a section for the exes at the wedding after this room right here. Uh, no. Okay, let's reset, uh, please. Um, hold on, Candace. Let's reset, Dr. Nick. And then today is Friday. Um it is Moderator Appreciation Day. Uh, before we do that, I want to open up the room. Uh, those of you that are in the audience, uh, if you got an invitation from an ex, bottom line, raise your hand, would you go? Your hand raise is a yes to this question. If you're in the room and an ex invited you to a wedding, would you go? This is a yes. This is a yes. This is a yes hand raising. No, no, it's what no. Yo, let me do this. Uh, would you go? Okay, how many people's in the room? About two hundred and fifty in the audience. And only sixteen says yes. Two seventy-six in the room. Seventeen. Wow. Okay. Uh, now, Doctor E, what did you say? Would you go in peace? No, I was being funny. Would you go in? Oh peace? no, I mean, we need to probably ask that. Would you go? In, um, <laughs> would you go in peace or would you go <laughs> and choose by? How many? How many of you all would not go to the wedding? Would not at this point in your life, if you were married, would you would not go to the wedding? Jesus. Yeah, and a sixty-eight, seventy. Yeah, everybody can't answer because some people have never been married before. So, seventy-one, seventy-two, seventy-three, seventy-three. Okay, there you have it. Ain't going. All right. Today is uh, moderator, moderator Appreciation Day. It's Friday, and uh, we'll be ending the room probably in the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, so if you would like to appreciate the moderators that come in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, some of them here every day, uh, and they give so much value to the conversation, find you a moderator, take you, take you a few dollars and spread it amongst the moderators. Um that that bring value some of you are in here all the time and um we save you a lot of therapy money just from hearing scenarios and i know today that you have been blessed from allison and uh, even if you want to be a blessing to her life also i welcome you to do that today um and as you give the moderators will acknowledge your gift and your name uh, just take a look at the moderators and, and be a blessing to them today. 
It's what we do on Fridays. Don't forget tomorrow we're praying for married couples. We're praying for singles. We're praying for those that are in relationships, those that want to be in relationship. At three o'clock, we're here for an hour and a half. Uh, it's a full it's a full prayer time and encouragement. And uh, we have some of the best times. You don't have to be a Christian to be prayed for. Um, um, I love Diedrich Hatton's song, God Hears a Sinner's Prayer. Uh, some people debate that, but in order for us to get saved, then he had to hear us pray to him and receive him. And so tomorrow at 3 p.m. until 4.30, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, 12.30, if you don't have a, if you're not connected to a church, you don't go to church, uh, I give a word of encouragement from 12.30 to 1.30, you can join me. So as Dr. Nick has said, it's a seven-day room. Um, make sure that you're following us, but this is the time uh, in the next 30 minutes or so that you want to be a blessing uh, to the moderators. Again, uh, I have a brand new book that is being printed and on the way, and I'm excited. Um, those of you that pre-ordered, get ready. Uh, the envelopes are ready. We're just waiting for the books. I'm going to sign 200 copies, and I'm like, I got 60 more slots, so if you want that book signed, you have to get it in like now. Uh, it's the do's and don'ts of dating. You can avoid, eliminate a lot of the craziness. Just know how to navigate through the data piece. All right. So go to gregdavisshow.com. The flyer is in my bio. The flyer is in my bio. So do those things now. And uh, since we sign in churchy, God bless. Um, who hasn't who hasn't spoken to the to the to the title uh, that would like to speak to the title? Anybody on stage that has not spoken to the title of the room? Dwayne, did you come? I know you've been. I, yeah, I haven't. I, I didn't really go. I just chimed in here and there. I don't think I have much. I'll, I'll give it a little bit here. Uh, my ex is getting married and I'm invited. Should I go? Um, You know, I'm probably going to echo what most people have already echoed. I know my brother Fitz came kind of strong. <laughs> a few minutes ago, uh, but I'm probably going to echo what everybody else echo. Uh, I think it's just a matter of what that relationship is like. Um, there, there are some exes where, you know, we, we don't really have a pretty good relationship, right? So that's probably a, a no-go. Um, but then there are some exes where, like, it wasn't maybe traumatic and you guys really our, our, our friends raising your kids together, whatever the dynamics of your relationships are. Uh, and they're like, hey, I'm getting married. Will you come? And, and I um, actually invited the husband and his wife. He, he got married maybe three months before she did. And then she got married three months after. And they invited each other to the wedding. And it was all love because that situation, I hope you guys can hear me. Um, that situation, can you guys hear me now? Because the red stripe came at the bottom. Okay, cool. So I know I know a couple who kind of, one got married three months before the other one did. And they invited each other and they, they came. And it was, it was all love because that's just not where they are. Uh, I just think it just really depends on the people. That's that's my only response. I can't say yay, nay. It just depends on where you are, uh, what you got going on, 
where you are emotionally, where's the understandings of certain things. And if it's good and it works for you, man, you know, work, let it work for you. Am I going? I, I don't know. I can't really give you a yes or no to that, uh, Bishop, uh, Dr. Nick. Anisha, I can't really give you a yes or no to it. But I would go to uh, Dr. Nick's ex and with her just so I can look good and smell really good and, and make him upset because I'm tall. So God bless you. You know, I've been. Oh, I would like to share, Bishop. Go, go, go. Okay, so so to answer the question, um, for me, if I could just be transparent, um, when I got remarried, um, my ex was not invited to my wedding, and um, it's simply just because of the type of relationship uh, we had and the way things ended. Um, yes, I did heal and you know made peace with everything, but um, there was no need for him to be a part of my life. Um, even though we were married, we didn't have children. We didn't have anything really tying us together. And we are not friends. Um, so there was no need for, you know, us to connect in that type of way. I believe when you invite someone to your wedding, um, they should be a friend. They should be a family, someone that is important to you and of somewhat value to you. And, um, you know, he's just not in that place um, in my life anymore. So um, there was no need. So for me, it would definitely be a no. Um, if he invited me for some reason, if he was getting married, there would be no need for me to be there. So I definitely would not go. And that's just based on my life and the way things were. So it would definitely be a no for me. Um, and I, I would like to share there. I think I have two of the uh, both sides to it are two different sides to the situation my ex-husband i think got married in february and i got married in april uh he didn't invite me to his wedding i didn't have a problem if he hadn't invited me i would have went um with no problem and just support him especially because we do have a daughter together and really in support of them but also in support of my baby and the addition, you know, the bonus mom that she would be getting or whatever. So I didn't have a problem with that. Um, at our wedding, and I again, I didn't invite him to our wedding because I guess he, I didn't think that he was okay with it. So I didn't even worry about it. But my ex husband, I mean, my hu my current husband, he invited, um, and we talked about it. We actually hang out with his ex wife and her new husband, and our my bonus babies. It's it's like I. I come from a blended family, so it's not foreign to me. Um, and so it doesn't offend me. I don't feel any type of way at the end of the day. I think somebody said earlier, just because you and I didn't work out doesn't mean that I'm the end all be all and that God doesn't have somebody else for you and it works for you and that person. And so I think at the end of the day, it kind of boils down to you. I agree with everybody. It boils down to the situation and the circumstance and the dynamic of where you are individually. But I think for me uh, personally, it wouldn't bother me either way. Like I would come because I do support love. I'm I'm cool with me to know that, hey, I might not be everybody's cup of tea. Maybe you found something that fits and suits you better. And that's great. And I'm happy for you. And I'm happy for that you found love. But that doesn't, that's no indication on me or you know, whether you come or go, either way, I think um, at the end of the day, it boils down to where those people are, how they feel about each other. And especially if you're dealing with children at the end of the day, um, it 
you want your babies to have a healthy environment. And sometimes that front, that not that front, but to show that, type, that level of support. And especially when you have younger children, for them to understand that, hey, we're all good. And at the end of the day, we all love you and we all support you. And we can be a blended family and be happy, healthy, and whole. And that's all I have. I just had a few quick thank yous for tips. Thank you, beautiful Dr. Eve Moore. And then also thank you, Shanika Scott, for your tips. Beautiful. Also, I want to thank Dr. Eve, Prophetess Shaniqua, and Ms. I want, want to also thank um, Christine Mal- <laughs> Get that word out. Get that word out, I'm sorry. No, no, I was chewing um, ice at the same time. I didn't want to be rude, so sorry about that. I wanted to um, thank Shaniqua Scott, beautiful Shaniqua Scott, for the message as well as the um, blessing, as well as Christina Malone for the blessing. I would like to say thank you to Dr. Eve and also the prophetess. Um, Same here. Thank you to... Thank you to Dr. Eve. Thank you, beautiful. And thank you to beautiful Shaniqua Scott. (laughs) Thank you. Same here. Same here. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Habiba. And Dr. you already gave us a tip earlier when you uh, made your statement for the men. So we, we thank Whatever. you. Whatever. Hey, Bishop, what would you get ready to say before? <laughs> I think Allison had a thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Christine Malone. Oh, is it quiet or is it just me? Bishop, you there? I got disconnected. Thank you, Dr. Okay. Go ahead, Anisha. Oh, you want me to do it now? We're not going to be, I mean, we almost done. Oh, okay, okay. I'm setting y'all free early today. Well, listen, I feel, I feel like Harriet Tubman. Um. Before you do that, before you do that, I, I'm getting a lot of stories of people that are saying they've been in the situation. This is the time that I am opening the room right now, whereby you can come up if you would like to share your story, because I got tons of stories. Some of y'all did it and said you wouldn't do it again. And uh, we got one on the stage, but he ain't telling his story, so I don't know what's wrong with yeah, him. I'll, I'll, I'll tell yeah. him, Bishop. You talking about me? Of course I'm talking about you. Hold on before she go. Before be, I'm, We're going to do that after the thing, but if you're here, the stage is open to ask questions. Maybe you just want to encourage Allison or, or you just want to have something to say on the subject. Excuse me. The room uh, is open. The stage is open. Again, we're giving tips to the moderators or seeds, whatever you believe in, um, to the moderators on this Moderator Appreciation Friday. All right, go ahead. Thank um, you. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Marla, um, Michelle. Thank you so much, beautiful, for your, your And tip. thank you, Shaniqua. Am I going now, Bishop? Or are you? Oh, oh, thank you, Don. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Don. So very quickly, um, I am hosting something called the Writers Boot Camp on tomorrow. That's at 12 p.m. Um, I am teaching those of you who desire to write a book how to take your book from an idea to publication. Um, and so that is going to be a three-hour event. 
um, from 12 to 3 if you are on Central Standard Time. If you are on East Coast, that's 1 to 4. And if you're on Pacific Standard Time, that's 10 a.m. to um, 1 p.m. And I've done it for the last seven years um, as a publishing coach, uh, publishing books. And so we literally go from everything. So you can go to my website to learn more. I'm also doing uh, a sale today. Well, for Oh, it's almost five o'clock my time. Um, but that is, that's going to be a sell. But you can message me for more information or you can go to my website. But the reason I'm sharing is because Shanika Scott, Prophetess Shanika Scott, she sponsored one ticket for general admission for tomorrow. So if you know that on tomorrow you have three hours to, if you have a book that you want to publish and you know that you have three hours to be able to uh, be a part of this training, I promise you're going to walk away with everything that you need uh, to complete your book. You also leave with the playbook toolkit, however you want to call it, um, that assists you with what we're sharing the writer's boot camp, but then also continuing on to the process of writing. So if you know that you have those three hours available tomorrow, you will be at the training. You can be there. You're ready to learn about how to write a book. Please do raise your hand at this time. And she asked me to pick someone. So um, if you're interested and a free sponsor ticket, please raise your hand. Is hand raising open? Yes. Okay. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, I, I, well, do I need to pick or does somebody else want to pick? Should I pick? I don't feel like I'm being biased about anything. I can pick. Bishop, should I pick? Okay. I'm going to pick Jonathan Steele. Um, he is uh, been following a lot of the content here in the clubhouse. Um, and he's from my home state. So I think that'd be cool. Um, so that's how I'm going to pick. Jonathan, if you could just message me. Um, I will make sure you get the information. Just message me your email address. And thank you so much, Bishop. Thank you. Thank Mar you. Thank you, Marla, for the blessing. Thank you, Marla. I appreciate it. Beautiful. Thank you. So, uh, All right, go ahead, uh, Adrian and Dr. Nick, then you can take our guest, please. All right. So uh, this is Adrian. My, my story is slightly different, um, but I couldn't get out of it. Uh, about a month ago, I actually went to a wedding um, and my ex was at the wedding and uh, we were sat at the same. We were seated at the same table for the reception. Um I must say that I understand what people are communicating. In my mind, I thought she had moved on because she gives me tax tips every year. Um, I mean, she sends an email every year. Um, so I thought she was healed. But face to face while we were there, she was not very warm initially, especially when we were sat at the same table at the reception. But I think because I, obviously because I had my wife with me, uh, but as time moved on through the reception she warmed up and eased up a little but i can understand uh people's apprehension where if it's unresolved or if you haven't seen the person or if it's not comfortable it does make for a tough situation i think my wife was a trooper in it all you know she kind of whispered and joked about it um until things kind of simmered down about it uh but you know at the wedding and especially at the reception when we found out we were at the same table, it was kind of touch and go there for a minute. But I do think that if um, if you yourself are mature in the situation and do your best to be kind, you know, I think there's some people who share some scenarios where 
people have been bitter and narcissistic. You know, those are different scenarios. But, you know, if if you both have moved on and, and you can be kind, you know, I recommend that you be kind, uh, especially in that situation, because it wasn't wasn't either one of ours wedding. We were at someone else's wedding. Um, so I do think at some point you do have to uh, get past whatever the issue is, because you're not going to always be able to live life in separate places. Um, I'm done speaking. All right. Are there any other moderators who have not spoken yet who would like to share before we go to our guest? All right. So we're going to go to Jacqueline. Hello, Jacqueline. Thanks for coming up. What's your share or your question? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I just want to uh, just commend Allison, um, Allison and and Al Angela too for just what they shared. I just concur with what was said already. The heart of Jesus to be able to uh, deal with that situation, and definitely I understand in the area in the case of with kids. Because, I mean, they have to continue to be in that situation as well. So I understand because of the, the kids that you took the stance that you've taken because those kids still have to be a part of that situation and doing what's best for them to live, deal with what they have to deal with. Um, but I don't doubt that's not an easy situation. Otherwise, I know <laughs> no kids. I Please know I was one of those ones that did not raise their hand, <laughs> but that would be in the situation of definitely no kids. But I release my mic. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you for coming up, Jacqueline. Thank you for your share. We thank you for always um, bringing your point of view and your uh, your peace and your laughter to our stage here. You know, you're always welcome. We're going to tuck you nicely back into the audience. Thanks again. All right, up next, Denise. Hello, what's your question or your comment? Denise, are you there? If you're trying to unmute, we can't hear you. All right, going once, twice, three times. I, I Hi. raised my hand previously uh, for the um, class tomorrow. That's why my hand was still raised. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, and Denise, um, I may go ahead. I'm waiting to see if Jonathan, he didn't hear some of the instructions. So I'm not sure if he's able to attend. So if he cannot. I got, hey, hey, I got Denise if, if he does. I'll, I'll pay for it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Denise, you all said what she needs to do. What does she, she just need needs to, to message me her email address. Okay. And just let me know. Okay, I'm waiting okay. here. I'm somewhat new to this, so how do I message you? Um, what I'll do, I'm going to go ahead and message you right now. Um, okay. And you can just respond. There's a little airplane in the yes. corner. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say, this is me. Okay, great. And then you can just me send me back your email address to where I just said, this is me too. Wonderful. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Bishop. No problem. Dr. Nick, is it back on me? Yeah, we had one more person that raised their hand. I'll try to I will try to bring 
this person up to the stage. One moment, Bishop. Well, we have more people raising their hands. Um, I'll, we'll take these last two if they come up. Okay. I Are you there, Cindy? Yes, I'm here. Okay, go ahead with your question or your comment. Well, Mike, I'm just responding to the uh, question uh, that's up for discussion this time. And I honestly don't think that it's a good idea to go to the ex's wedding. Um, I mean, I guess it depends with the time frame. If it's maybe like, has been like five years, 10 years, and also depends on the nature of the relationship. So if it's like people who are married and... Um, divorced and then moved on and you you have a good relationship I would say maybe but overall from what I have seen is it's always not a good um, it's always not a good um, idea because most times people don't have like the clear I mean you don't really have like the clearest intention especially if the breakup was really you know difficult or if somebody cheated and then they're marrying that person they cheated with whether it's the male or the female I just think that um and also for healing purposes, I just think it's a good idea. It's not a good idea to go. That's those are my thoughts, and I'm done speaking. Thank you, um, Cindy, for your share. Um, we hope that you are following the house and also following the uh, the moderators because they're awesome, just like you are. Thanks so much, and we're going to send you back to the audience. Thanks again. Um, okay. Our next guest, I am not able to read your name, but you are welcome. Hello. Hello, my name is Jenna. It's mean heaven in English. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will be short. For me, I will go and um, dress a very short dress and be very pretty. And I will go to uh, make him realize that I am brighter than his wife. There you go, Candace. You choose violence. There it is. <laughs> I will make, I, I will make his wife <laughs> jealous. Oh, wait, I missed that is that, question. That is violence. She says she's going to wear a short dress, look pretty, and give the new wife hell and let him know what he missed. That's right. And when they ask if anyone objects, don't say anything, but just start. <laughs> you know, Candace, you're gonna be Candace, you're gonna be single for a long time. She used to work. I'm gonna be, be on single this for stage, a long time. Married with a family, not saying anything. <laughs> Like, well, all right, thank you. thank you. That 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 was a good share, like for real. It's <laughs> <laughs> other people. It's other. And her name is, and she said her name means heaven. Uh, go ahead, uh, Doctor Nick. Yeah, sure. Um, coming up next, uh, Valika. I hope I did not pronounce your name incorrectly. If I did, you can correct me. Valika, are you there? You pronounce my name correctly. Hello, everyone. I guess I, um, when I was younger, I actually was invited to my ex-wedding, and I had all the intentions to go, but for some reason, I just couldn't find a place, so I think it was meant for me not to be there, but now that I look at my older self, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go if I...
to my ex wedding, I wouldn't go. Because I know the first time I probably was gonna like stop the wedding. So that's probably why I wasn't able to find it. So I just wanted to give you my share and now have a different perspective as life happens. I know I wouldn't go. It would be a no. Okay. You said you were gonna go and stop the wedding. So that's why you think you weren't able to find the, the venue, correct? <laughs> correct. So now with maturity, looking back in retrospect, you're glad you didn't go. And, and if you were invited again, you would not. That is correct. Yep. Thank All you. All right. Thank you for your share, Valika. And welcome to the club, to Wait in the Right One Comes Club. We hope that you're following our moderators. They're great, just like you. And um, you're welcome to always come back. Thanks again. We're going to tuck you nicely into the audience. Thanks for your share. Okay, Bishop, we're back to you. All right. Uh, I want to ask a question. This be my last one. Um, so would any of you on stage invite your ex to your wedding? No. no. I yep. might have a I I might to. Know. Okay, I wait a minute. Hold on. Anisha, Anisha Wood, Eve Wood? Yeah, sure. Why not? Michael? Out of spite, yes. Mm -hmm. I would. It's Wait a minute. No Somebody say out of spite. <laughs> that is the wrong energy. Why would you want spitefulness at your wedding? That wouldn't even be. You asked the question. I answered the question. I would invite her out of spite. Pepe. <laughs> I told you. It's always them, them tone talkers that be so holy. Listen to what he's saying. Lean in. I said, if I was the inviter, it would be out of spite. I think that's true. It wouldn't be out <laughs> so of spite. So you're saying the people that are, okay, so you just, okay, you just let us know what their hearts were. Thank you, Prophet. Yeah, if, if, I, if I was to do it, yes, it would be out of spite. I wouldn't invite it for no other And reason. the people that show up are being spiteful, like, uh, I think Bishop said he would show up. Well, no, Bishop is the difference. He's an anomaly. You can't. <laughs> you better can't. not say nothing about Bishop. <laughs> No, but you, I mean, come on, you heard the situation. That's different. But everybody, most people break up is a break up, you know, and it's a bad situation. And so a lot of times if you just saying, I'm going, even with the years going past, you can't tell me even with the years going past that something inside of you when you see them, well, unless y'all are just major friends. Unless y'all are just major friends. But if this person had not talked to you and you get an invitation on your door to come to their wedding and y'all have not been friends and you go, you're going to see the for for, for that reason only. There's no, like Fitz says, there, what's the reason to go if y'all ain't been had anything? And if y'all had friends, then y'all had a friendship anyway and you would go and wouldn't even matter whether they got married or not. You would go to that situation or whatever they're doing. But other than that, you're going to be spiteful. You're going to see. You're going to wear the short dress, as the young lady said, to prove that you are all of that and they missed out. There's, oh, there's no other reason to be there because remember that person is saying, I want you to come witness my nuptial and share in my happiness when they they used to say those same things to you. So other than that, you're there for, for what reason? If it's not out of spite, if it's not out of I need to show them which is another spite or it's just that I need to see what's going on, which is another spite. So other than that, what's the other reason to be there? So I, I think you still I that. think you still got feelings for these people, Mike. Go. Yeah. Not these people, but, okay. but a, a individual. Pepe, let me ask you a question. Do you oh, still? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alicia. I, I just wanted to ask this one question. Do you 
you sound like you still are in your feelings about it. And if you're getting married to someone new, I would just think I don't have any spite towards my ex because my feelings are with my current person. So, I mean, just off the table with the whole wedding thing, are you still having some spiteful feelings towards your ex? No. So that's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I wanted to finish my share, if that's okay. Um, So I, I, that's really what I was speaking to is that I don't, I, I mean, you said that it had to be a situation where, that's what somebody has in their mind. And I do think that there are people who can end a relationship and not be in a bad space with each other. Maybe, you know, maybe for whatever reason, however, who knows how, why it didn't work. There's many reasons. I don't think you wanting to have an ex invite them to be a part of your celebration. I wouldn't want any negative energy at my wedding, like none. If there is no one there that's happy for me, wanting to celebrate our love, um, wanting to be a part of our village, then I'm not going to want them there. So I just think that's an odd reason. Um, you know, and as Dr. Nick said, I don't know, is there some other feelings you may have as to why you would get dressed up, go sit down somewhere and celebrate someone's love, or you would have someone else get dressed up, sit down somewhere, celebrate your love, look at you, kiss someone else, cut the wedding cake, do all the cute stuff, throw the rice, all the things, blow the bubbles, have the dance, just so that you can be in your feelings and having them feel like, oh, look who I got now. I'm, she looks better than you. I one up you. Or I just think that's a weird energy to invite to something that's new and fresh. And a new- So then let me, so let me respond to you. People invited this individual to their wedding that y'all ain't got no real friendship. We're not talking about everything was, it ended cordial. We're not talking about that. We're talking about it ended bad. And for that person to invite you, Anisha, let's be honest. They're inviting you for what? And yeah, you're going it's, for it's what? They're still in love with you. But and you're going for what? We're not talking about the the nice breakups. We all I've had nice breakups. Other people have had cordial breakups. We're not talking about just that alone. Because we have to hit all parts of the room. We know that there are, you know, as others say, you know, Bishop is our hero. We, I can see him going and would be like sharp and clean. But they have a great, they had a great breakup. They had a, they have a great friendship. Twenty all of these years later, all of that. I can see that situation. But everybody's situation is not the same, or every breakup is not the same. And for someone to invite you now, I probably would not technically invite her but if i was it would only be for one reason other than that i would never go to her situation um, um and that's just one now there are others that i mean you know that I, my, my first wife and i we still see each other um in, on, on occasion in church because we have the same connections and the same family and there's no situation she i didn't go to her wedding but when that family funeral happened she was married and i was there her husband um knew that i was there and knew i was coming and was invited by the family but he could not handle that that i was there he could not handle and i cordially after the funeral kindly left because I didn't want him to still stay in that space but he did not want it there and she she did not technically but her family wanted me to be there uh, so I, I in, in certain situations there are some things that are cool and cordial but I just think that when you when you go to that level or somebody invites you and it was a bad situation it is like they are inviting you out of spite so let me say this Michael what if you're rem- okay anybody but Michael you can Anisha, what if you're remarried? What if I'm remarried and my new wife is uncomfortable with me going to my ex-wife's wedding? What do I do then? 
I wouldn't go. I mess up your home just for 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 thirty five minutes. Now, if your kids is involved, that's different. So, but I'm just going. I, I'm looking at you just saying just something general. I if if my if my new wife, I would have to ask that question. Why do you want, do not want me to go and do? And then I have to ask myself. This is someone I want. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. This is some the, going to the wedding is an hour situation. Come on, like do, when I mess up my my marriage over an hour going to somebody else's wedding, like uh, the, the ex-wife, was she going to be mad with me? No, not really. I would I would not go just to save face in my 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 current marriage. Um, in that. Yeah, I think that's a responsible um thing. I think you have to consider the feelings of the person you're currently with. Um, and if they're not comfortable with it, then I don't think it ought to be forced on them to be comfortable with something they're not. You're currently in that relationship. You've moved on. They clearly have moved on. So I don't see why you would, you know, force that issue. But if, but if it's kids, you would. Well, no, I mean, no, because your marriage is going to be first. I mean, if you if we're really talking about the the order of which marriage should be, you tuck it on your you're with your spouse. So their their needs are going to have to come before your children in, in that particular, I mean, I don't see how the kids needs, I rank your spouse's needs. Um, I don't even think the kids would care one way or the other. That's their daddy. That's their daddy. Right. They would, Bishop, stop. That's, <laughs> that would be hard, Bishop. Him. I agree with you, no, Bishop. Lord, 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 the Candace spirit then jumped on me. Whoa, the kids come out of here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to When the Right One Comes podcast with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. We hope this conversation added value to your life and that you were able to take copious notes that you can refer back to time and time again as you navigate through your single dating and relationship spaces as a valued listener of when the right one comes we ask you to take three action steps to help us continue on with the vision here at when the right one comes number one download this podcast yes download this podcast so that you can listen to it over and over again number two share this podcast with your family your friends or anybody that you think could use the information we will definitely appreciate the share and number three so into the vision of when the right one comes by sending a cash app to dollar sign Greg Davis 10. That again is dollar sign Greg Davis 10. Or you can visit the website www.gregdavisshow.com and give a donation, which will help us continue forth with giving out valuable information and valuable content to our valued listeners. Again, this is when the right one comes with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. Thank you for tuning in.